Hello, and welcome back to Brace. Today, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite conspiracy theories. What prompted this episode today was my research, not my research, but my becoming aware of the research of uh, new data coming out about antidepressant use and the idea that that is based on a chemical imbalance in the body, which has basically been debunked in a, in a huge meta-analysis of people uh, both with and without depression looking at uh, serotonin levels uh, and figuring out kind of, hey, this clearly isn't based on a chemical imbalance. So the science behind antidepressant use is faulty. It doesn't make sense for serotonin anti-reuptake inhibitors to be the correct prescription for someone facing uh, significant continual depression. So that got me a little bit down the wormhole on thinking about big pharma and whether they have our best interests at heart, some of the conspiracies that have been out there about that. And Tommy and I got talking, and it just makes sense for us to do an episode on this. So, Tommy, I'm going to pose to you like this, though. First of all, uh, do you have any thoughts on that antidepressant research that I mentioned? I know you weren't as familiar with it. And also, what is your favorite conspiracy theory? Well, Paul, uh, I do not have a ton of uh, knowledge on the uh, the research that you were talking about, but it, you know, based on what we were talking about, uh, it seems it seems interesting. Um, I think we know that you know, big pharma in the past is has been sued for many of various things. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I think there's like the OxyContin Express. Um, there's there's other you know pharmaceuticals that after after the papers have been released, it's like they knew it would you know harm people and uh, not really help people, uh, but they still could make some money off it. And even though they got sued, X you know, billions of dollars, they still profited. Um, so it's, I think it's something we definitely need to be aware of. And, uh, I think nothing, you know, kind of brings that home, like, you know, COVID and all right, make sure you're getting your boosters. Um, but remember your boosters won't actually protect you from, you know, other variants and, and all this sort of stuff. And, uh, as we saw stock prices rise for, you know, Pfizer and Moderna, uh, during that time as vaccines were coming out, um, not to say the validity of yes or no, they're good or bad, but, you know, there was a lot of money to be made. Um, and so I think we need to we need to be looking at these things uh, from all perspectives uh, and making sure that, you know, there is clear consent and in, in knowing side effects and and things of that nature. Uh, I know that went a little bit out of the way of what you'd <laughs> asked, but no, that's just okay. so, the uh, the the thing that that makes me think of, though, is. There's a I forget if it's a saying or a, or a quote or something, but every single infomercial that you see about if you or someone, you know, has mesothelioma, <laughs> you can be all of those commercials. Don't forget are about products that the FDA approved that big pharma put out there. So wow. like all of those made it into, you know, the mainstream doctors were recommending them. They were giving them out. And then, oh, you know, X many victims later, they enough of a class action com- comes through that now, you know, they have enough money to be advertising to try to get additional people to sue these. And you're right. It's like, you know, with the profit incentive, uh, 
if they hit their numbers, even if they do owe compensation later on to people that were negatively affected, you know, if it's only a 7% negative effective rate and, you know, that they're making hand over fist per customer that's using it, well, it might, might be something that makes it worth their while to, to send out to the market anyways. And enough of those bets go on that even if they lose a couple of them, you know, they're still making plenty of money on the ones that don't end up having significant side effects that allow for a class action lawsuit to get through. Uh, so I'm not in any way like against the medical community. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, but just the the combination of, of very, very large corporations and the government that doesn't have the incentive to act as a true check to them, um, because in many in many cases, the you know, people are getting huge um, donations to, you know, political action campaigns or, or whatever it might be. Um, it's it's hard to see how that system doesn't find itself in corruption. Well, I think you're completely right. And, you know, I think there maybe this is I don't know if it's conspiracy or not, but I think there are individuals who go work in the FDA and then after they retire, go work for a big pharmaceutical company or vice versa. Right. Um, revolving door. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I think that happens in, you know, just government in general. Um, a little quid pro quo action here lands you a job after, you know, you haven't been reelected. The, the, um, the revolving door of government and media, I'd say, is the most frustrating and sickening to me because it's like, yeah, this this media agency is definitely doing what it can to be a, a check against the possible tyranny of government as they're, you know, giving sweetheart deals out to, uh, you know, administration officials as they're leaving after their two years of service. Um, yeah, I, I totally there are a lot of industries where that's true. Um, I think military might be another one. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's. It allows for the opportunity for a podcast like this to be interesting, right? Oh, Talking for sure. about conspiracy theories because <laughs> there's too much out there. Yeah, there, there's too many things. And uh, so to answer your second question, uh, I think one of my favorite conspiracy theories is that Epstein killed himself. Um, and I think there's <laughs> there's not a that lot he to didn't be. kill himself, <laughs> that he did kill himself is now the conspiracy theory. I love that. Well, I think I mean isn't because. The narrative that was put out by the media is that he did kill himself. Yeah. So so that's where I'm saying the conspiracy is, you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, I don't really believe that he killed himself. Um, I definitely think, uh, you know, having so many different high-level people on his island, um, you know, and, and there's also conspiracy theories that he was part of intelligence and he was there to – actually you know get dirt on these people um and i think there's there's interesting merit to that um or he's just a very sick man um but e even then the circumstances uh of his quote-unquote suicide uh make it seem to me that it was not really a suicide i think that i could have been persuaded out of agreeing with you if things had gone differently with the Maxwell trial uh, and we had ever gotten a black book of names, we had ever gotten any sort of 
court judicial action against the people that they were supplying the underage girls to. Like, it's been how I think he killed himself. He quote unquote killed himself <laughs> in 2019. We just had the trial for Maxwell earlier this year and still nothing. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, if you want to take it even further, uh, the people, you know, presiding over that court case, um, how do we know they're not involved? Right. And not to say specifically any individuals, but, you know, you're going to try and cover your ass, too. Um, but it, it seems weird to me that, you know, there there haven't been names that have really been brought up and, and investigated. Um, and it's also weird to me that, you know, Epstein was arrested. Um, in 06. In, in 06. And was then, you know, essentially able to go back and forth from home uh, to the prison or jail, wherever he was staying. Uh, and people still continued to uh, go out with this, you know, convicted felon um, to the nth degree, in a sense. Um, child trafficking and, you know, overall, it's just a, a horrible situation. But how was there not more looked into back in 06? Right. And then finally, once the story comes out, um, suddenly, you know, oh, no, he's dead. <laughs> well, I guess he's I guess on, we'll never he's find suicide the suicide watch has like 24 hour multiple guards and a video camera and the hey. camera goes out. The guards fall asleep and he breaks a bone when hanging himself that isn't typically broken. Uh, you know, his hyoid bone broke during hanging himself with some cloth sheets from the prison so there's there's a whole lot there that i think you can just say circumstantially unlikely right oh yeah uh no and yeah the first arrest i forget which agency or person it was but there was someone that said like hands off he's intelligences or something like that right yeah. like the um district attorney or somebody was trying to take charges against him and someone higher up kind of just shut it down and said, no, he belongs to intelligence. Uh, so yeah, I think there's definitely some possible credibility to his potentially being involved in trying to get dirt on, uh, high up people. I think another thing that give, gives that some credibility is, I forget it was like 17 times or nine times or something. Bill Gates went to his island with him quite a number of times. And now post Epstein quote unquote killing himself, uh, he gets a couple of questions about that, about how, you know, he knew him and, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then Bill Gates gets a divorce and in the, interviews that his ex-wife gives after the divorce she admits that not fully understanding why he was friends with him and just the terrible creepy vibe that he gave off in the one time that she met him uh was part of the reason that she was like i can't continue this relationship after however many melinda gates they were married for like 30 some years yeah uh so I find I found that interesting. And I think some of the conspiracies around Bill Gates are really fun, too, if you're uh, aware <laughs> of those at all. 
Well, I know he's like uh, one of the largest landowners in the United States at this point. He is um, the largest private landowner. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's not necessarily a conspiracy, but it's interesting why you know the uh, the billionaires and elites are are picking up a ton of land right now. Um, you know, maybe it's just a good investment strategy. You never know. Well, and the other one is just the. I mean, he's a software guy, right? Like. He's the computer guy. He did Xbox as well. Like Microsoft has done a lot of stuff, but he hasn't been directly involved in the engineering since like the 90s, I don't think. Uh, And yeah, he's giving TED Talks in 2003 about how a global pandemic is going to be like necessary. And uh, that's how, you know, they're going to transition into the new world order, stuff like that. So all those conspiracies about like him being involved in, in vaccines and him being involved in, uh, you know, if there was a, a purposeful release of the virus, whatever it would be, all of that where Bill Gates is involved. I'm, I really enjoy, you know, reading about <laughs> that stuff because, you know, I have no idea if it's true. I have no idea if there's any sort of credibility to it, but I know that I don't trust him as a person because he was involved in Epstein, and now he hasn't been very forthcoming about, like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, if if he was letting us know he had a foundation and he was buying up land because he wanted to improve access for underfunded communities to, you know, organically grown, local, sustainable, you know, food sources, something like that, I, I wouldn't, you know, even if it's not true, it's believable, and I probably wouldn't be, you know, calling him out. But it's been very, you know, he's buying them up through shell companies that he owns. He's buying it up in a lot of different ways, and it's like, okay, what's what's the end game here? You know, for sure. Um, and just to uh, to kind of point out, you know, I, I don't think we can really truly say any of these conspiracy theories are true or false or. We're not really here to debunk, but more just to, to entertain and, and give thoughts on these ideas, these these theories. Yeah, because it's fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of fun conspiracy theories, um, what what would be your favorite, Paul? What's, uh, what's a conspiracy you like to look into, go down into the deep end? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple. We, we kind of were on the edge of it. So I'll mention it, but then I'll tell you the one that's actually the most fun for me. So the one that we've kind of skirted around would be the, the deep state, the government, um, you know, the fact that the CIA did the MK Ultra experiments, you know, basically testing out psychedelics on people. And not really that as a conspiracy because it's, you know, it's been published now. It's, you know, we, we have the records. It, it did happen. But just that, you know, there's a a weird notion in American society, it feels like at least, that the government is um, transparent in, you know, what they're doing and to what ends. And to me, it's like, yeah, BS, you know, look at any point in history, something crazy was going on that the government lied about for the next couple of decades. Right. Right. Um, Paul, real quick, do you, do you just want to give a quick synopsis of what the MK Ultra uh, experiments were just I mean, for for those who may not know? Sure. The the quick version is basically that um, it was the I think 1950s or 60s. I need to look at the exact dates, but. Basically, they um, commissioned the CIA 
uh, commissioned experiments that were aiming at using LSD, using other psychoactive drugs that um, were just kind of coming into the mainstream of cultural awareness at that time to try to brainwash people, to try to use psychological torture to get them to become more compliant in, you know, um, torture situations when they were trying to extract information, anything like that. So they, they tried LSD, especially with, um, you know, sleep deprivation, with hypnosis, with, um, you know, extreme isolation, with different forms of, forms of torture to try to understand whether or not that would make a person more compliant. Um, and that was, you know, it was well documented. And um, looking it up real quick, it looks like it began in 53 and uh, was continued through the 60s and was only officially halted in 1973. So we're talking about two full decades of um, use on both U.S. citizens and uh, foreign subjects as unwilling and unwitting test subjects. Um, so, I mean, that's one of the most crazy things that's true that, I mean, if you say that in 1963 and you say the government is capturing people and trying to brainwash them using new chemical drugs and using additional types of torture techniques on them to understand how to better manipulate humans you sound kind of crazy, right? Yeah, for sure. It's it's so crazy, it, it could be its own story, you know, a fictional story, but it's reality. Right. Um, and the one that I'd say is, this one might have some controversy around me bringing it up, but I'm going to anyways. Uh, the most interesting for me that the CIA could be doing is grooming uh, both um, – quote-unquote, white supremacist attacks and school shootings slash mass shooters. The number of these young men that have ended up either almost or actually committing a public mass shooting uh, that have been in contact, excuse me, that have been in contact with a Fed in the months leading up to when they actually do it, like that we know of now is just a it's a non-zero amount of huh. these kids. Um, I, I think the most recent one that I remember hearing about was the Buffalo shooting. Uh, he had been in a chat in discord with a fed for a couple of months, talked to him one on one multiple times prior to that happening. So I don't know how we know that, to be honest. I don't know where the details come from, but. Like I said, that's probably the most controversial one that I'll bring up. But it's like, hey, what don't we know about what the government wants to do and is willing to do right now in the sacrifice of those goals? Because they were torturing American citizens five decades ago. I think uh, what's really interesting about the MK Ultra experiments is uh, one of their test subjects, Charles Manson. Did you happen to know that, that he was I in the MK Ultra? Yeah. yeah. And then he goes on to be a cult leader and well, mass I think, murderer. I mean, they essentially trained him on how to manipulate people. And so that was part of him dosing up, you know, that cult uh, and getting them to go commit murders for him. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a book on it. Uh, 
someone someone did research for like 20 years and wrote a book. I can't think of the book's name. I'll have to look it up, but um, that goes into depth about like the uh, the Manson family murders and um, how that relates to the CIA and the MK Ultra experiments. That's so wild. Yes. Yeah. Actually, very unsurprising now that you say it. Like, but it makes total sense. I mean, it, it pretty much relates exactly what you were just saying. You know, if the CIA or, you know, any in, uh, intelligence agency is, you know, trying to get people to, to do things, you know, to further whatever sort of gains or narrative they want to push, um, it makes sense that they've probably been doing it for a while. Yeah, it definitely does. And, you know, it's making me laugh, actually, just us talking about this. If we're not on some lists right now, (laughs) we're getting put on the list because we're talking about this. Am I right? It feels so clear that that's going to (laughs) happen. But what was your question? The the most interesting conspiracy theory. So I said, got to mention the government because obviously they're doing some stuff. Uh, But the most interesting to me is just uh, ancient structures that we have no real scientific understanding how with the tools we understand the people of that time to have had how those structures would have been built um so the most famous example is probably stonehenge we're talking about you know multiple 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 ton stones that are huge and how the heck did they get them on top of each other like that? You know, however many thousands of years ago that was built. I don't have that in front of me. Um, and the, the great pyramid of, of Giza. Yeah. Uh, there's some sort of, um, my understanding, and I could be wrong on this, is that there are these stone slabs that are, uh, like over the burial, the main burial chamber. There's like five stone slabs, uh, that are each a couple of thousand pounds. Um, and with the tools that we understand the people of that time to have had, you know, it's basically only manual, you know, physical labor that can potentially be at their disposal. Uh, and in order to move something that size, you would have needed a very long ramp. And with the weight they're talking about, it's like, you would have needed a a ramp that was like more than a mile long in order to like (laughs) get it up that high, knowing how big those are. You can only really move it at about a 10 degree angle. Um, So how on earth did that happen? And I think that that probably leads uh, pretty well into some of the ones that you, I know want to talk about, which is of course, aliens. Aliens. Um, I mean, that's, it's definitely interesting uh, when we talk about, you know, ancient ancient structures like that. Um, and I think a lot of what we learned um, in our, you know, world history classes in like sixth grade about Egypt, um, new discoveries are starting to maybe rewrite those books. Um, I think it's the Sphinx uh, has been seen to have like water erosion. Uh, and that messes up with the timeline of, of when archaeologists believed uh, the Sphinx to have been created. Yeah, instead of like, you know, five and a half or 6,000 years old, it's more like it has to be at least like 12 in order for it to have been affected by the last ice age and actually have water erosion. Uh, does that sound like? Yep. Yeah, that sounds that sounds approximately right. 
that one's crazy to me because, um, well, we, you know, we're not going to get into reviewing the book that we're reading right now, but learning a little bit more about, um, current biological conjectures, timeline on the development of different parts of humanity, um, mean that that would be basically like the earliest thing that we know of, right? If that Sphinx was from that timeline. And it kind of just makes you ask the question about ancient civilizations, which is at this point fairly unanswerable of, you know, um, what technologies have been lost, right? For sure. And I know, I don't really think it's a conspiracy theory, but I've also heard different theories um, that, you know, there was an intelligent, you know, group of uh, humans doing these things. And maybe it was just an intelligence that was different and or, uh, you know, use different methods uh, that, you know, have been lost. Um, you know, what we think of as intelligence, uh, we think we've always been getting smarter. But uh, what if there was a peak, something happened uh, and it kind of reset us? Uh, something to that nature. Yeah, and, and that's that I think is probably one of the most interesting conspiracies, if you want to call it, that's out there is is just uh, that there could be knowledge that we could find from ancient civilizations that we haven't found yet again. Because obviously, in terms of technology, we have moved. I mean, we, we made it to the moon. We have, you know, um, our or did we? Or did we? <laughs> Gosh, uh, I, I think so. For the record, that's, that's not so. one that I subscribe to. <laughs> Although it's it's kind of fun to think about. Um, just you know, could we have done something uh, that was purely propaganda in an effort to um, you know take away from national pride in the Soviet Union? I don't think it's out of the question at all. <laughs> so I think to uh to like steel man people that believe the uh moon landing was fake. Uh you know there are some interesting questions. Why haven't we gone back? Uh the technology that was used uh was less than the technology that we have on our phones uh to get us there. Uh so we've seemingly advanced a ton. Um why haven't we gone back? Uh I don't know. I, maybe it's not fully steel manning, but I know that's one argument that that, you know, moon landing deniers will will use. Well, and just to go off on a tangent a little bit about that for a second, I think that that's a valid question in that, like your average Joe, we all want people on the moon. That's so fun and exciting and like interesting and unique and it kind of gives you the ability to dream again, to have, you know, if, if people are going to the moon, like your kid could go to the moon someday. Right. But if people aren't going to the moon then space travel, it's like, yeah, you could go be an astronaut and go be in the international space station. Not saying that's not cool at all. Astronauts that are listening, your job's awesome too. Uh, <laughs> but it's just a different level, right? That is low orbit. You are, you know, you're in space. Yes. But you are just in space enough that the gravity from Earth is pulling you around it all the time, right? Like, that's so much closer than the moon is. Like, that's that's an incredible feat of math that we did in the 60s to know how to launch something from Earth and get it to actually get to the moon. Um, 
Well, so so now you're starting to step on the toes of the people that believe space is fake, uh, oh. and that we live on a on a globe. Are you kidding, dude? This thing's flat. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, like, God bless Kyrie Irving. I know he's got a lot of good stuff going for him in his life. Uh, I can't really give that one any sort of attention. No, if I've I've uh, I think when I was like twelve. I got on the Top Thrill Dragster and at Cedar Point in, you know, Sandusky, Ohio. And that's the tallest roller coaster in the world, or it was at the time, I think. Yeah, I think it was at the time. I think I think there's a few others that have now been. I think it's only one. The King to Ka was built an exact carbon copy of of the Top Thrill Dragster, both one foot higher, so it would own the record. (laughs) Uh, But either way, you could be right. Uh, At that time, though, when you go up, and there's that like brief moment where, well, for a while they were having issues. The roller coaster ride would actually go back down the, you know, the launch side. <laughs> a rollback. Uh, a rollback. You you never wanted to be on that one. That was kind of. I always wanted to be on a rollback, dude. <laughs> I always thought it'd be so fun to be shot up there, like come back down the other way, and then because they shoot you back up, you got to go back around. Because you, there's no unloading <laughs> on that side. That's true. Okay, it's like two for one. You don't want to stand. That's in. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good perspective. Uh, but either way, at the top, there's always that little bit of a pause. And when you look out over the lake in that pause, you can so clearly see the curvature of the Earth. Like, you can so see it curving uh, at the horizon, which I think is just one of the more interesting things that you can do in Sandusky, Ohio. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but, dude, don't you know that's just an optical illusion, dude? It's just it's the way light is reflecting off the water, man. My, my favorite of the flat Earth conspiracy <laughs> theorists is when they went and did the experiment with the beam of light <laughs> and the multiple sheets of paper to prove that it was flat. And, of course, it came back proving that there's a curve and they just, like, didn't ever do anything with it after that. They were like, oh, it was faulty. Oh, we're not sure. <laughs> Um, but what was I talking about? The moon landing, getting people to dream. Um, the question of why haven't we gone back? Oh, why haven't? So I, I heard recently that China is, well, first of all, uh, there was a pretty funny joke of like, it took India, um, $75 million to get like a successful launch into space. And this one fairly bad NBA player just got an $80 million contract. And so they were just making fun of that team, saying, like, you could have gone to space (laughs) instead. (laughs) Anyways, uh, I've heard that China, though, is trying to uh, take over the moon and use it basically for military endeavors. Um, And I hope that when America decides they want to actually be competitive on the world stage again, which I give it about, I don't know, two years and eight months, something like that. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Interesting timeline. I just thrown it out there. Uh, But if in that time, China hasn't made any sort of move in that direction, I think we're going to have a second space race and it's going to be for a more permanent base to be built on the moon. And I think if the Americans do it, it'll be in the spirit of international cooperation as an avenue for further space exploration in the future. And I think if the Chinese do it, it'll be so that they own the moon and can use it to their strategic advantage in the 
um, continuation of their empire as they grow to be the number one world power. So I really hope that in the next decade and a half or so, especially with Elon being on our side, we've already talked about SpaceX and all of that. I, I hope that um, picks up and is something that gives us all uh, national pride again, which seems to have been somewhat lost. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so moving on to space travel, um, has anybody space traveled to Earth? Are we alone? What are these UFOs? Why is the government telling us that they actually think there are UFOs? Let's get into that. Not to sound like Donald Trump, but the, uh, <laughs> China. China. That's- that's what I think. I, whenever I hear something about a spaceship or something like that, I'm like, okay, um, how, what new technology could humans have made that is a, and such, you know, there's such a better chance of that being the case than it being extraterrestrials from an entirely different solar system. Cause I mean, I think it's pretty clear we've gotten good enough pictures unless they're, you know, hiding on the dark side of, you know, um, Pluto or whatever. It's like there's no one in our solar system. Um, so looking beyond at galaxies far, far away, the idea that they would get all the way here is just such a monumental journey. Uh, and I think based on what I understand about uh, human activity, the first basically um, intergalactic signal that might get sent by humans would have been the broadcast uh, of the 1932 Olympics. And if oh. you think about the way that speed of light travels and the speed of sound and how those waves would get interpreted – in order for it to get anywhere, I mean, if you're looking only at less than 100 light years away, that really does limit our possibilities. And if you think about them having having already gotten here, that means they have to have already been intergalactic travelers by the time they heard our message and said, we want to go and find those people or things or other creatures. Uh, so... We're talking only, you know, at maximum 40 years after the Olympics, they hear it. So within 40 uh, light years, they immediately hop in their ships, go almost the speed of light, 99.9% the speed of light, all the way to Earth in order for them to show up right now. If you're talking about stuff happening in the 60s, it's like, okay, then the only explanation is that they saw the dinosaurs and they wanted to come and visit the dinosaurs. And, you know, when they got here, they saw us instead. So which of those makes the most sense to you? Well, I, I think there's a, a few other possibilities as well. Um, if, you know, we know only what we know, uh, there could be, you know, endless other possibilities as well. Uh, technology that, you know, we have no idea even about. Um, I think. Do you think, think that? It's possible to go faster than the speed of light. Um, you know, I haven't read. Uh, I haven't read 
Stephen Einstein. Hawking's uh, a brief history of what is it time? Brief history of time. But yeah. you know, I uh, I can't say for certain. Um, but it seems like that is kind of the upper limit. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, to me, it comes down to, you know, if there what if there are aliens, uh, what what kind of is their motive? And you're probably right. They probably wouldn't be able to get here, given that you know it's only been 90 years uh, since the first broadcast went out. However, there's also, you know, the advanced uh, advanced acceleration of of humankind uh, that could be a theory and that they knew about us before because they helped us become what we are now. That mm-hmm. that maybe they were here and found some monkeys uh, and sped up their uh, natural evolution. Wow. That's a, uh, I mean, like, I guess I've probably heard that before just on like, you know, they gave us Velcro or whatever, you know, three and a half thousand years ago and whatever. Um, but why, I guess the question then is why did they leave? Well, who said they did? I mean, if they so have... So is Mark Zuckerberg a lizard person? That's maybe one of my favorite. I think that might be the most important conspiracy <laughs> we talk about. Um, I don't know. He sounded pretty normal when I listened to him on Lex Friedman's podcast. Uh, he didn't seem as bad as maybe... Uh, TV shows and media have portrayed him. When you watch him giving testimony in Congress, it's like this is the first time he has had to pretend like he's a human in two and a half years. Like it feels real clear that he is not like trying to pick up a glass of water and drink it. That's a whole, I don't know. And almost like, yeah, I made his little lizard brain fall apart. Um, uh, yeah, that that is one of the funniest ones out there. The other one is uh, the birds aren't real. Oh, that's a... Wasn't that, like, started on 4chan as, like, a joke? And then, like, people just started running with it? I don't know. Um, I don't know where it started. That definitely could be. But I forget who it was. There was someone fairly famous. It might have been, like, a a boxer or I forget who, a professional athlete. But there was somebody that just had a shirt on that said the, the birds aren't real. And they just interviewed him. <laughs> about it and he's just like yeah they, i mean have you ever seen a baby pigeon <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure someone has i mean that's that's such a silly argument i love hey it. i haven't seen it so therefore it doesn't, it doesn't exist, exist. <laughs> the government sends that if the government were turning the birds into drones wouldn't they have a couple of the baby drones just to like keep people thinking that they're seeing <laughs> the right <laughs> phases of development here i think you're giving the government uh, too much credit too many ideas. Okay, that's true. Um, so going back to UFOs. Yes. Um, based on what's coming out, it seems like there's two possible, well, a, a few different possibilities, right? Okay. That either the United States uh, is developing technologies and wants to essentially cover for it, saying we don't know what that is. Um, secondarily, it could be uh, China, and I would have said Russia before this Russia-Ukraine uh, conflicts, but Russia seems to not be advancing technologically uh, as fast as we we thought. Um, you know what country is uh, always on the cutting edge is Israel. They, oh yeah, I mean, uh, quite regularly have pretty significant science. There was one that came out like in the past few years that um, you know Israeli researchers said they've like effectively figured out how to stop aging. Huh. 
like stupid, like should be top line news that no one talks about for a while. So I will, you know, if you're taking Russia off the table, I'll put Israel on the table as possibly having some crazy technology. Fair enough. So with circumstance number two, the United States government doesn't, you know, it really is unidentified uh, and it's China or maybe Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the third option uh, is then aliens, uh, something that we we really nobody on Earth knows what's going on. Um, and these different anomalies and sightings and uh, things of that nature are what they actually seem. Um, I think I'd probably give more credit to one of the first two uh, that is probably something man made uh, here on Earth. Um but I think I think there's something in the back of a lot of people's minds that like want it to be aliens. They're kind of just like hoping, you know what I mean? Just that, you know, I don't know if it's comforting to know that you're not alone uh, in the universe uh, or if it's just like since it's so baked into pop culture, the idea of aliens uh, that we kind of want that conspiracy theory to be real. What's your favorite movie involving aliens? Speaking of pop culture. Oh, Hmm. You'll have to give me a give me a little bit on that. If you've got an answer, my my immediate one goes to Independence Day. Uh, oh, yeah, that's pretty pretty top notch. I watched it actually um, right before Fourth of July weekend. I, I went over to somebody's house and they they were watching the very ending of it, and I was like, man, what a freaking American classic. Um, I agree. Uh, you know, it, the whole raid on Area Fifty One. You remember that whole thing that happened two oh years yeah ago so. <laughs> like i don't know what people are doing with their lives that they have time to go out to a desert and you know make a run on a military base but um i i do agree that there's a, a large sentiment of people that would be excited at that news and i think that as a species we should be absolutely terrified if we ever get confirmational news of that because uh we're not the ones finding them. They're finding us, and that means, you know, uh, we're playing catch-up. Uh, for sure. Um, but I think that's a, that's another one of those, you know, they're either here for our resources and don't give a shit about us, or they're here uh, because they want to help us. Diplomatically. Um, it, I mean, those are really like the – I mean, then you could go to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. We could be so insignificant that they want to build a space highway and just blow up Earth, you know? Um, I haven't seen that. Oh, well, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's in like the first like five minutes. Um, but it, uh, essentially, you know, the aliens, uh, the Galactic Federation or whatever it is, uh, they essentially like loudspeaker down to all the residents on Earth. Uh, hey, uh, we're blowing your planet up. We got to make room for our uh, space highway. Uh, you got like 10 minutes. And, and they- <laughs> And uh, the main character, like, one of his friends is an alien that was, you know, he didn't know it was an alien, um, but, like, beams him aboard a ship, and then, you know, they're hitchhiking through uh, throughout the galaxy after Earth's been destroyed. That's pretty fun. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a good time. I'd, I'd enjoy that, I think. It's a, it's a very satirical uh, book. Gotcha. Oh, it's a, okay. I, it, it started as a book. There, there's also a movie. Okay. Um Yeah, I'd, I'd probably enjoy that, just because space travel. What, um, my favorite movie involving space is interstellar um, Ooh, yeah that's, that's a, another great movie it's a masterpiece really on uh, 
the visuals of, of space, potential space travel. Uh, and I think the idea of wormholes existing would be the only thing that throws the wrench in my thought process on the inability of them to have identified us and gotten here. If uh, there is a race out there somewhere that has mastered, that has understood and mastered the use of wormholes and potentially has a way of moving them or creating them or anything like that, uh, then, you know, intergalactic travel on mass is an actual possibility. Uh, I don't think that we will get there. Uh, I don't want to say ever, but definitely <laughs> not like, you know, while the United States of America is standing, you know, there would have to be, um, well, there, that's like a, a designation that people have invented in case they actually do find intelligent life elsewhere of like different levels of civilization. I think we would oh. have to, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You're talking about like the, the first, I forget what it is, um, but there's like three levels. One's like harnessing all the power of earth. One's like harnessing all the power of uh, like, I think uh, a star and then one's harnessing, you know, the entire power of a galaxy, something okay. of that nature. Sure. If that's what you're talking about. That, that, yes, that probably is. I think we would need to move from only using resources on Earth to being able to uh, harness the resources, the entire resource of the sun. You know, we're, we're getting whatever, one, you know, 20 millionth of the sun's energy. And that right. is fueling all life on Earth and everything that we do. Uh, and so if we were to, you know, increase the amount of energy that we have by 20 million times, then I think that gives us potentially the ability to focus on the type of travel that I'm talking about there and the theories and test them out without, you know, causing a galaxy ending event, which isn't impossible, I don't think. <laughs> um, so, yes, overall... I give almost no credence to UFOs being aliens and there being aliens among us. Uh, any little bit of personal evidence in my life would change that. If I saw a flying saucer and it did some stuff that uh, didn't align with, you know, the technology that I was aware of that humans have developed, I would probably feel differently. And I understand those reports have come out from the military of guys, you know, in planes seeing other flying objects do things that don't align with anything we know from animals and don't align with really anything we know from current physics. My, is that a fair uh, representation yeah. of some of the things you've heard? I believe so, so like, I mean, what are you going to do about that? What I, I don't know how to interpret that other than hopefully emerging technologies in the future for humans, because that would be really cool. I mean, we have hypersonic flight already. You can, you know, go around the world twice in a day. Um, and I imagine by the time we're old and gray, I mean, travel is going to be very fast. And if you have the money, like very convenient uh, to get almost anywhere on earth. So, so what do you think then about uh, the people that have, uh, What's that called when you're you're pulled up by aliens? I can't even think of the word. Abduction? Yeah, what do you think about uh the different abduction stories and also 
what do you think about uh, the stories that nuclear facilities have been shut down um, when these sightings have been seen of flying saucers over these bases? I have never heard of the nuclear facilities being oh, shut down. Interesting. I guess you haven't gone deep enough into the conspiracy. I I really <laughs> haven't on UFOs, to be honest with you. That's fair. Um, on abduction stories, ah oh, man, I I'm just so tempted to just say it's a you know drug addled bad trip or something like that. Like I don't know, and it kind of brings me to the other thing, which is. Um, Joe Rogan and some of those other guys talking about taking DMT and meeting the aliens or whatever. Um, it's like intergalactic space aliens. Thank you. Yeah. Alex Jones. Uh, I, I am much more, um, inclined to believe that it's possible that a, uh, a different type of being is able to travel to earth through other dimensions than I am to believe that he they traveled, you know, um, across 100 million light years of space or whatever the distance is. You know what I mean? Well, that's, I mean, that's getting on the verge of, like, unknown. Um, if there is a fourth dimension, like, you know how, like, uh, one dimension is just like a point, two dimensions is a line. Um, or, you know, if you're traveling amongst a fourth dimension, can you be in in Earth in this universe and Earth in another universe by just, you know, traveling through that. Um, I don't know. There's there, there's weird mathematical concepts and ideas that have been thrown out there that, I don't know, I like I like hearing about and talking about. Um, have you Are you familiar with the fine-tuning argument for the existence of a deity? I'm not sure. So, basically, there are certain... Uh, physical constraints that are um, just how our universe is made up, that um, gravity has a certain amount of pull. The I, I don't know all of the details, but there are certain constants, if you think about it in physics, uh, that exist in the universe, that if the constant were changed a little bit, uh, then life would not be possible. We wouldn't have... Uh, you know, the, the the physics wouldn't align that would allow life to exist at all. I, um, I think I am a little bit familiar with what you're saying. Okay. So if that's true, I think one of the reasons the multiverse is so such a popular theory and, and Marvel's doing it and all of that uh, is because that is a theoretical um, proof against the fine-tuning theory because you can just oh. say there's, you know, a hundred million – universes where we weren't fine-tuned and those collapsed and now this one you know is fine-tuned um, i see what you're saying and i there's a there's a proof against that objection but i don't remember what it is right now so we'll ignore it um but all of that is to say that i think that the interdimensional possibilities don't necessarily have to do with other universes um, fair enough but there could be there, there could be something there um, that, like you said, we just don't have the information, the technology, the experience, the um, awakenness to see at this point. You know what I mean? Yep. Completely. Well, 
Let's see, is that all of them? Uh, one that I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about Jeffrey Epstein. You remember John McAfee? Um, that's uh, he came up with McAfee, right? The uh, the software. Yes. Yes, he, I think I am familiar with the story. He got, go on. He uh, he just was in prison in Spain for a while for I don't remember what it was, and then they were trying to extradite him to the U.S. and finally got the approval for extradition and like weeks before this he got a tattoo that said wax and sent out some tweets that said like not suicidal not trying to kill myself if i end up dead <laughs> like they're abstaining me and then of course he killed himself quote unquote oh. so that one was one of my favorites of like man they, oh, it's man. just it's just really out in the open like they might as well have just said we had him killed at that point because like oh, who's believing that um that one, that one's pretty funny. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, there, there's so many. You could get into a ton of different things, like JFK's assassination. Was that you know planned and not just a, a single operator? Was there a second uh, shooter on the grassy knoll? Right, right. Yeah, and you know, that, there's plenty of different conspiracy theories, and we've only really touched the surface. But uh, this has been a uh, it's been an interesting discussion, Paul. It has been, and I know that it isn't probably necessarily related to all the news that people are uh, aware of right now in, in the, the most urgent sense, uh, but we thought it would be a fun conversation. So we hope you all enjoyed us talking about our favorite conspiracy theories. And uh, up next, I think we do have another book to review for you. We're actually one behind. Uh, we had some turnover with our editor, so I'm filling in the gaps right now. Any of you want to make some money and uh, pick up editing for me, please reach out. We'd be happy to discuss. Uh, and in the meantime, we very much appreciate you giving us a listen and sharing this with anybody that you think would enjoy this episode. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks.